era in independent art celebration. Indecent exposure. You were convicted of indecent exposure for the third time. That's exactly what it is there, Poindexter. It is four counts of indecent exposure. This is episode number 25 of Indecent Exposure, and we're talking with Alicia Beale about her debut release, Ignite. Now, this episode of Indecent Exposure marks something of a watershed moment for us here at the Greylock Glass. When Alicia Beale took us up on our invitation for an interview, somehow we both wound up thinking it was to be a video conversation. Serendipity, I say. And why the hell not, right? We have the tools, and we're working up to that talent thing. I don't remember exactly when we made contact with this rising artist, but what a stroke of good fortune that was. When we heard the tremendous range, both vocally and emotionally, present in her songs, we were determined to have her on the show. A seasoned musician and performer, Alicia is also savvy in the ways of self-promotion, as you'll hear. She's definitely part of a new breed of artist, blending dreams and determination with a healthy dose of disciplined business sense. If you're listening to this show as a podcast through iTunes, Downcast, or some other podcatcher, be sure to visit the show notes for this episode at greylockglass.com. You can find out more about Alicia, connect with her on social media, and get the link to purchase your copy of Ignite. You can also check out the video version of this conversation, which turned out great despite a plague of technical difficulties. Now, on to our conversation with Alicia Beale. With me on the line and in video is the very talented Alicia Beale, who is at this very moment in Nashville, Tennessee, excited about her new album, Ignite. Alicia, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. So you've been traveling a little bit, and um, and I really appreciate you taking the time. I'm sure that you must be super busy promoting your, your latest release. When did that come out? Absolutely. Um, June 8th is when it came out. June 8th. How have you, have you, have you liked the reception so far? Yeah, I've gotten really great feedback. And so now I'm just promoting away. (laughs) Now you've got some, you've got some tour dates, I'm sure lined up. Um, How far, how far is your range usually in, uh, in, in how far you go? Um, you you haven't made it up North yet, have you? I've not made it up north. Um, I try to stay around Nashville because it's uh, really expensive to tour, but mm. I've done a little bit of touring in Texas and um, West uh, West Tennessee, like the Memphis area. Gotcha. So. Now, you're from Texas, right? Southeast Texas? Uh, yes. So you're a Gulf, Gulf, uh, a Gulf girl. What Gulf. Um, <laughs> What was that like growing up? Where, where, whereabouts did you grow up? So um, I grew up, uh, well, I was born in Port Arthur. Okay. Uh, in the same hospital as Janice Joplin. Yeah. Um, but I grew up uh, between like the Beaumont area and Houston uh, in a small town. I think we have like maybe 1,200 people in our town, um, like teeny tiny. So it's one of those towns where you know everybody. Um, my high school was consolidated uh, from seven different towns, and it was pre K through 12th grade. Wow. <laughs> like, small 
And uh, it, I mean, it was it was definitely fun uh, growing up there because you know you know everyone, but then you there's get also to date everybody. You date everybody, everybody, all the girls. You know, they really got really catty because you know you're dating the same guys, and there's only so much to choose from. But um, you know, we're all still pretty tight knit. Um, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of my friends from high school in a long time, but um, we keep we keep up with each other on Facebook and everything. So what? Um... What do you think you get to take with you from a little town like that that makes its way into your music? Oh man, um, I, it's way different than growing up in the city. Um, I, I feel like my roots were—I I don't know—I—I I, I grew up with all different types of music and um, just really just getting to be free. I had so much freedom growing up, you know, like a lot of kids, I guess they can't go out into the street or whatever. We, we, we went out into the oil field and we were four wheeling and went to bonfires late at night. You know, we were, we were crazy. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, a lot of kids today, they, they're not going to get that kind of freedom growing up that it's, right. we keep them in a lock and key these days. Right. Um, so speaking of, um, <laughs> I was in, uh, was it turnkey? Turnkey, isn't that what the term is? Latch so, key, like, my, both my, huh? Latchkey? Latchkey. Yeah, like yeah. Latch kid. So, and when I was in kindergarten, this would be totally illegal. Um, but when I was in kindergarten, I got off uh, the school bus and go to go home, and uh, both my mom and dad worked. So, you know, I'd get home around like 3.30, 3.45, and uh, I would be home by myself as a five-year-old until like 6 p.m. So about three hours, I'd be by myself. <laughs> I don't know if that would go over well. Not so much. <laughs> Not so much. Hey, my, my oldest is 10, and I still, I, I know that I, even though I think she could probably do fine, I yeah. know that uh, neighbors and friends, parents would, would turn their noses up at, at that kind of you know, <laughs> negligence, recklessness. Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, that's the funny thing. When I was a kid, like like you, I had, you know, thousands of acres of, of forest behind me. Yeah. And I would be gone. My parents, my mother would, like, in the summertime, she'd throw us out of the house after lunch and say, I don't want to see you until until supper time. Oh, yeah. You know, and so she had no idea where we were going, what we were doing, no. the, the hell, <laughs> hell we were raising. Uh, you mentioned that you grew up listening to a lot of different kinds of music, and you mentioned uh, Janis yeah. Joplin. Who uh, who were you listening to in high school? Oh God, in high school, um, I probably had like the Pink Floyd bug in high school is when uh, that really hit. Um, I mean, I loved all different types of music. I mean, I grew up. Um, my mom was a single mom until she married my my uh, now dad. He adopted me, but. Um, like I spent a lot of times with my grandparents, so I got a lot of the uh, swamp music mm. growing up, and uh, you know I, I learned how to. I wasn't allowed to like touch the needle on the the turntable, <laughs> and I did yeah. it anyway. Um, so I mean, it, it was like the oldies, and then I also had like my mom's influence, where it was you know like Pink Floyd, Pat Benatar, and you know Led Zeppelin, you know the classic rock. Uh, genre, I guess is what you'd call it. So, yeah, like, I, I, really, just a, a wide mix, very eclectic. I know I hate to use that word because people say it's overused, but that's really my my musical background is very eclectic. I just I love all different kinds of music. Oh, and and I I've seen that uh, 
your sets on some of your live shows feature some classic rock. So I'm guessing that uh, you oh, yeah. can't let that go entirely. No. <laughs> and and I you know I guess this is probably a good jumping off point for ignite because there are some classic rock elements to to ignite. Um, once you give us the background of of well no let's back up. We're not ready for ignite. We're not ready to start that fire yet. Um, let's talk about your musical background first of all. You um you have been um been touring with other people and playing with other people before this debut album, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, before... So when did, it, when did it start? When did your playing start? What, since I've been playing? Oh, God, I've been playing since I was way young. Like, I, the first time I had, like, my real band, it was, uh, I think, 17. And uh, so I, I was playing with this group called JAG in, in Beaumont, Texas. And uh, I was working as a, not a waitress, but a hostess at... Uh, Papados in Beaumont, and uh, there was this band that would come every Friday and Saturday night, and they would play on the patio, and I said, oh, do you think they'd let me come out there and sing? And they said, oh, no, don't do that, because the last girl that did it, she got fired, and I was like, okay, you know, being the rebellious person that I am, I went out and said, hey, can I sing a song with y'all? And I sang, and then the general manager came outside, and I was like, oh, God, I'm getting fired, this is going to be it, and he was like, oh, you should, uh, you should play with them more often. Well, that learned, leaned into a, uh, turned into a gig with that band, and I ended up quitting my hostess job, and we, we played all over Beaumont and Port Arthur, and it was fun. Um, it, was, uh, it was called Just Another Group. It was called JAG, and uh, it was me and two other uh, black guys, and I was the only little white girl. <laughs> and, I mean, it just, like, really uh, put me in that culture, and I really loved it. Um, just getting a whole different background, musical background from playing with them. And I mean, they were awesome. Their families were just very welcoming. And so then, uh, fast forward, I lived in Galveston for a little while. I played band, bands there. Um, a lot you of put yourself, You put yourself through college playing music, didn't you? Uh, I did once I moved to Nashville. So um, I moved to Nashville and I had no money. <laughs> so I'm, I moved here and I had a friend that was going to come tour Belmont. So I was going to Belmont University, or I had been accepted to Belmont University. And so I was going to come tour the school. And I had a friend that was going to come with me, and she bailed on me the night before we were going to leave. Well, Southeast Texas, you know, Houston area to here, it's like 14 hours. And uh, so my dad wasn't going to go with me. And my mom passed away when I was 14. So I was pretty much on my own. I didn't have anybody to go with me. And so I said, screw it. I'm going. <laughs> and I had like $300 in my bank account. I had no money. I had just enough money to pay for like a hotel, a little bit of food and, um, maybe like a small emergency. <laughs> but other than that, I had nothing. And so you and I my wife have to talk. <laughs> oh yeah. She'd understand that. <laughs> and, um, my dad had given me a gas card um, it was a Valero card, and there's not one in Tennessee, and there wasn't <laughs> one in Mississippi. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. So, that was like a whole other thing, but I, so I went into a, a Shell station on the way up here, and I went in and asked if I could call my dad and use my dad's Shell card to get some gas, and the, the lady behind the counter said that they wouldn't do that, so a lady paid for my gas. Uh, for me to get just enough to get to Nashville. And uh, so that's like, a, 
if you're watching this, thank you so much. I do think of it all the time, and I am so grateful. <laughs> it can be that uh, one little thing sometimes, huh? Yeah, I mean, it really has stuck with me. I mean, pe people are genuinely nicer than we give them credit for, so across the board, I believe. But um, so then I came to Nashville. I had no money. I was going to school, and uh, I started hosting karaoke at uh, Lonnie's downtown. And uh, these girls came in. They said, do you take lessons from B Brett Manning? And I said, who's Brett Manning? Well, evidently, he's like some really great vocal coach that has worked with everyone. But um, I know I didn't work with him. And so they said, you need to go. Uh, you need to go audition downtown. And so I went, I called up Tootsie's and, uh, to see if I could go play with them. And I came in, did my audition, and they were like, come back tonight. And so... Um, I started playing. I played a gig that night with the band, and and that's how I paid my bills. I just played every night. I mean, it was a lot, though. It was like 10 to 2, 2 to 6, 6 to 10, 10 to 3. <laughs> so, I mean, it was all day. Uh, so, it, it, I mean, it was pretty rough. But, um, I mean, for a college kid, I was making decent money, and I was able to pay my bills. So Probably more fun, than, more fun than flipping burgers. Probably. Oh, way more fun. I was refusing to flip burgers. Yeah. Um, although, you know, there's, there are things to be learned flipping burgers, too. But um, let, let me ask you this. Nashville, I've, I've been through it a couple of times. I, haven't, I don't have a lot of experience with it. Like I said before, you know, I, I lived in Knoxville for a number of years. But um, Nashville strikes me as an, as an unreal kind of place. There's so much music going on there, and it's such a focus. Um, and, and there's a ton of musicians and they're making their way every year. They're returning like the, like the swallows from Capistrano or the, the, you know, <laughs> the robins or the geese or whatever. Um, what is, for those of us who, who don't know Nashville, what is Nashville? What's, what's its thing? Nashville is, a lot of people think that Nashville's just country music, but we have every genre here. We have hip hop, we have rock, we have pop. I mean, everything is here. I mean, it is music city. And, uh, I mean, that's why people come, uh, I mean, obviously the country music has the history here, but, um, it's, it's an array of genres that are here, but there's nothing like Nashville, even in Austin, you know, Austin's like the live music capital of the world, but Austin it still is not like what it is here. And, in Nashville, you can go downtown uh, to Lower Broad and go to bar after bar after bar, not have to pay a cover, and you can see all this live music. It's incredible, um, and everybody's great. Um, I would be surprised if you went into a bar and didn't hear great music. Mm. So, I mean, it, it's very concentrated here with incredible musicianship. So. Yeah, I, uh, I lived in Seattle for a while. And I met somebody from from Nashville when I was there. And I said, what's that like? Um, and he said, well, you know, it's a lot like Seattle. There's a lot of music, except everybody knows how to play their instruments in Nashville. <laughs> so That's very true. <laughs> I'm guessing that the competition is super fierce. So it what is does fierce. it take? Well, well, we could get to that later. Um, so you you started playing with playing out with other people. When did you discover that this you know, you're going to take this all the way. I mean, you must have, there must have been a tipping point where you said, okay, I'm not just doing this to pay the bills. This is Alicia Beal. Yeah. Well, I came to Nashville to, uh, you know, 
take over the world. <laughs> um, but like everyone else here, I'm here to to get my name out and 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 play music and and be a working musician and um, say my message and, and and like I have something to say. Um, a lot of times I have an issue like getting that out because I haven't. Um, have a hard time like figuring out how I'm going to say things, but I, uh, I'm going down a totally different road right now, but <laughs> no, back, please. Um, what was the question again? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I, no, there, there, there's no question. It's just a long conversation. I, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, Nashville is a, um, is a place where, you know, you mentioned that you were coming to Nashville specifically to, to make it. You're going to take over the world. Absolutely. There must have been a point though where you realized that it, it wasn't going to just be a dream for you, that, that, that it was real, that you were doing it, that you were becoming um, what you what you had aspired to be. When was that? And what kept you, you know, obviously it, you had some tough, tough times, I'm sure. When did you know that it was <laughs> worth sticking it out? I think it was after all the positive feedback and, and every time I would play a show, people were, were, even when I felt like I was, had done terrible, people were like, Oh my God, that was amazing. And, um, at times I was thinking, are they lying to me? Do they, are they just like, are they mocking me? Um, but that was totally all in my head. Um, and it was remembering that I'm probably better than I give myself credit for. <laughs> Maybe I don't know, but yeah. it was a lot of it was like positive feedback constantly, like just saying, "Oh, you've got this!" Like you need to go all the way. And um, even when I was playing, like when I was hosting karaoke, you know, we we would sing, and people would go, "Oh my God, um, you need to go play yada yada yada." And um, so you know, just getting out and and playing every night was uh, it was just a reinforcement to what I what I believed when I was like two years old, <laughs> you know? So. Well, that's, I think that's, that's key right there. Getting the positive reinforcement. Uh, cause on some days when you don't feel like you are worth a dime and then somebody tells and I still me, have those days, you know? yeah, and somebody tells you, look, you you're worth at least 11 cents. So those <laughs> are the days that, yeah, you, you get up and keep doing it again. Um, you have, on this debut release, Ignite, um, there's a lot of different styles that make their way onto that album. You, you mentioned you know, having something to say. Um, what did you hope to achieve with this debut album? What did you hope to say? I was hoping to, um, to let people know who I am. Um, I mean, I... I have things like Ignite and New Fling that are fun, and then I also have the the song Beautiful that, um, you know, the moment that I heard it, it brought tears to my eyes. So, um, it's I mean I'm a very complicated, complex person, probably like yourself. You know, I mean we all are, but um, I, I just wanted to let people know who Alicia Beale was by, through this record. And then there are songs that are straight out of my, my diary on, on this record. And then there are songs that I've cut that just instantly I connected with. So. Right. Right. Yeah. I was, I was struck by the, the duality of, of the music. I mean, you mentioned, you know, um, you mentioned beautiful and then there's another one. Was it uh, spotlight that mm -hmm. um, they both have a sweetness about them. They both have mm -hmm. a, um, 
a softness and a, a definite high emotional content. Um, they're going to bring you, they're, yeah, they're going to move you whether you want to or not. And then other songs, like you said, Ignite or um, Burn Me Down, Losing My Cool. These are all driving dance, you know, driving dance tunes. They're fun, as you said. Um, what's, uh, what's the difference? I mean, you know, these are both you, but what do you... If you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to go for it, you know? Like if you're just like, oh, I want to do this, or I, this sounds, seems like a cool thing to do, you may not give it your all. Like, I don't have my eggs in another basket. I don't have a plan B. My plan A is my music and that's what I'm doing. And I think that to really make it in music, you have to just work at it constantly. And you know, I'm guilty of, you know, being lazy sometimes. And and it shows, you know, when, when I'm not giving it my best, but when I am doing my best, that's when things happen. So I it's just getting out there. I mean, cause it's, there's, as long as you have an abundance mentality and, and don't think that there's only a few slots for a couple people, maybe on radio, but you know, there's 7 billion people on the planet. So if you can't figure out how to make your music and, and sell it to a, a small portion and still make a living, then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> so well, let's talk about that abundance mentality because and, and I like that idea that, you know, there is always more um, and there's always room and there's always enough uh, for those who are committed. It takes more these days than just being good, though. There's a whole engine, a marketing machine. There's a whole a promotions machine that didn't exist when we were kids. What um, What is that like today? So that's what I was talking about, like going for it. You, I mean, if you're... It's not enough anymore to just be a great singer or to be a good songwriter or to play live music. I mean, live music is where you're going to make your money these days because nobody really buys records just to buy them. They'll buy them at live shows, <laughs> but um, you have to really grind it out. And, and part of that grinding it out is learning how to market yourself and how to um, make all the pieces work simultaneously or in conjunction, you know, you're implementing like this new, uh, this, it is new that all this technology that we have, I mean, there are, we can go out and, and, and sell our music, but you know, there's so many people coming in and selling their music that it's hard to, you know, sift through what's good and what's not. Um, and, and part of grinding it out is, making your making yourself um, I don't, don't want to say available or, or see you gotta learn how to market yourself and, and, and make yourself more uh, seen I guess <laughs> I don't really know how to how else to explain that it's uh, I mean it really is just grinding it out because the more the more you work you do it leads to other things and um, I'm preaching to myself right now. <laughs> no. Hey, no, look, it's it's true. Um, you know, you make your own luck totally. in, in a lot of ways. You, you make your exactly. own luck. Um, it's, it's no different in podcasting. The more I do, the more people hear about what I do, um, the more people I get to talk to. I mean, I've been very, very blessed with some great guests. Um, and because I got them, other people said, well, 
he must not be all bad. If this person was on his show, he can't be a total loser. So, you know. <laughs> um, and so that it, it does tend to, to have a cumulative effect. Totally. I mean, I, I, I worked with um, Angelo Petralia, who produced the uh, Kings of Leon. Mm-hmm. And I, when I was in my country duo, uh, we were playing a country music marathon here in Nashville. And we happened to be right down the street from his house is where the stage was set up for, you know, because there's like 26 stages, I want to say, and 26.1 miles. Uh, so yeah, there's 26 stages for the marathon. And and ours happened to be right down the street from him, and he heard us, and he got at me. And we we're playing at like six o'clock in the morning to like nine or ten, so it was like a four-hour gig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, he he and his children they came out and they were listening and jamming out. And then when we were breaking down our set, um, he came over and talked to my husband Chris, and he said, "Hey, do you think they would be interested in doing some background vocal work?" And he said. Well, does it pay well? <laughs> and he said, yeah. Well, you know, we're starving musicians. And, um, I, you know, I'm not too good to be a, to back, a, to back another band. So, and, and, you know, it was really fun. We had a great time. Met a lot of different people. I mean, like, things just, you know. Sure. And it's, it's, good to, it's good to have a husband who knows how to ask the right questions, right? That's true. That's does true. it pay? <laughs> um, so... You know, we've got um, we've got a couple of songs that that uh, that we're going to play for this podcast, and and you're going to play one for us now because I know maybe. You've, you've maybe you've still got this <laughs> guitar. Um, so let's talk about what what songs would you like that you're that you're not going to play um, live? Uh, what do you want my audience to hear? Really good uh, examples. We'll give them. We'll give them say one or two. Let's see. I'm. Well, I was planning on, play- if I did play one, I would play a race because um, I'm not really a guitar player. And uh, that's like the one that I know how to play. <laughs> I beg to differ. You, you seem to do, well, you do better than I do. So anybody who does better than I do is, is, a, is a guitar player. So so, so you're going to play a race. And so then that means that on the show we'll play, uh, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, um, Burn It, Burn Me Down maybe or, or Ignite, which that's a good yeah. one. Okay. All right. Well, so let's... Uh, Favor us with the song then. Oh, right now? Okay. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. All right, here we go. You want me to back up the mic? I mean, the. Yeah, a little bit. If you can. All right, let's see. I'll move it back a little bit so you can kind of see. So it doesn't look like I'm faking it. Can you see the guitar? We can see the. Yeah, there we go. Beautiful. Top of the guitar, anyway. Your fingers are going to move. I'll sit on on my knees so you can see me. (laughs) Sweet. There we go. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Dear listeners, Alicia be alive with a race here on the Greylock Glass.
wrong notes in there, but all right. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. And that's, you know, I sometimes can detect the, um, there's a fragility that a lot of artists have through experience. You know, it comes to you from life, sometimes kicking you really hard when you're down. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, you know, and, um, and when you have those, those scars, I think that people can hear it in your music, you know, because you're not synthesizing heartache. You're not trying to imagine what it is, trying to pretend what that is. You felt it before. Is that hard when you when you're crafting music to be honest like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it totally is. Uh, I mean, that last song that I played that that came out of my diary. But um, you know, I have a lot of ideas now that I haven't. Um, fully crafted into a song because I'm afraid I'm going to offend someone, um, <laughs> multiple people probably. And, um, I, you know, it's, it is hard, you know, cause you're just like throwing your diary out there, um, for the world to see and to be judged. And I think it's, it's just remembering, you know, screw them if they want to, if they want to say something about it, you know, I, this is me, this is, this is my diary. This is, who I am and if they don't like it they can you know you know <laughs> move along you know there's a there's an author a writer named Barbara Kingsolver mm -hmm. and a brilliant writer and she has a um, a quote I, I can't get it exactly because I don't have it in front of me but um, she said something one time about how in the little town that she grew up in and it was down south um, Everybody thinks that they can spot themselves in her novels. And she says, they all are, but they're never who they think they are. So the, they say, oh, isn't this me? You base this on me. It's like, no, no. You know, so I think that you're pretty safe because, you know, there are going to be people who hear your music and they're not going to recognize themselves. Um, I've noticed that jerks don't often recognize themselves. Because if they thought they were jerks, then they'd see it, right? But they don't, no, so they, they never will. Oh, she couldn't be. She couldn't. She couldn't be writing about me because I'm a nice guy. Um, so that's that's fantastic. So you're coming up. Um, I know. You know, we've got to cut this short, and I and I want to thank you up front for patience with the technical details. Oh no, no worries. Um, as we spoke about in the green room, our digital green room. Um, this is the very first time that uh, the Greylock Glass has done a video interview, so I'm very excited about this. Um, but uh, where can people get a hold of you? What's the best place for people to uh, to find out more about Alicia Beale? Um, they can find out uh, more about me on my website. It is Alicia, like Alicia Keys, Beale, like Beale Street, music.com. So AliciaBealeMusic.com. Is that your yeah, real name? I'm sorry? Is that your real name? Alicia Beal, well, my real last name is... Well, you don't have to tell us. Well, I'm now married, so it is different. But, well, um, I'm just saying Alicia Beal, you know, if you, you, couldn't, you couldn't choose a better one. That's a great name for, for music. So AliciaBeal.com, right? Yes, AliciaBealMusic.com. Alicia yes. Beal Music, and you've got a Facebook page as well? Facebook, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Alicia Beal Music, and then YouTube is forward slash Alicia Beal... Twitter is forward slash Alicia Beal. Um, Instagram is also Alicia Beal. So um, everything except for Facebook is Alicia Beal Music. Got it. Got it. Web. 
And my website is the only place to, you can get a signed copy unless you come to my rec- uh, to my live show. Well, I want to <laughs> talk to you about that. See, okay, so for those of you who are actually going to the, or listening or viewing this on graylockglass.com, you already see that the links are there. You can click those links and take you directly to, uh, and we'll even put uh, the album art on, the, on our show notes so that people can click okay. right through. And I know that you say people don't buy it, but they're going to have to for those folks who live around here where I am. Absolutely. Because that's the only way they're going to get to hear these songs. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> um, but you're going to come up north eventually because, you know, because, well, have, have you been north of the Mason-Dixon line? I have. In fact, I just went to, um, I was in Portland, Maine a couple oh. weeks ago. Oh, my God. It's beautiful up there. Were you I've playing or just visiting? City, but I've never, I had never really been to Boston or, you know, hmm. anything, anything above New York City and, I didn't really know there was much above New York City, but uh, it was incredible. I, I mean, I totally go back. I thought it was okay. beautiful up there. Well, when you, I, I know some people who, who are, you know, promoters. When you're ready to come and play some gigs up here, I'll, I'll hook you up with the venue um, because I think that people will really get into your music. So um, for now, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time. We're going to play, uh, I guess, as we, as we lead out, we're going to play... Uh, what did I say? Spotlight? We're going to play Spotlight, I think, okay. on a way out. Or Spotlight, or it depends on when I'm in post-production, I'll see how <laughs> mood I'm in. But Don't you have, have yourself a great fall, and uh, good luck uh, pushing this new album out there. Thank you. You too. Good Take luck care. with your house. <laughs> Thanks. Take care, Alicia. Bye-bye. Bye, Jason. Hello. Is anybody home? I thought I saw a light on. Just know I never want to go Even though it gets crazy Sometimes Sometimes Then you take my hand I know you understand And everything else just fades away It's the two
Now you can subscribe to this show through iTunes. Just click the button in the right-hand sidebar and never miss an episode again.